How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining me every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. I am here to try to help you win some cash. Maybe uh, maybe clinch your playoff spot. Maybe, maybe, maybe get that coveted first round by in week 11 of Fantasy Football. Action, protein, house, eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. Text me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show today try to try to help you get in a a prime position to win your matchups it's kind of a weird week in fantasy football uh usually by week 11 you don't find starting running backs quite this easily but uh brian hill darius guys both guys that were available in a lot of leagues this week uh both guys that you you could pick up and now, now guys they're saying Oh, we don't know how much work we're going to give him. We're going to work him back in. And with guys, there's obviously question marks because the dude literally hasn't been healthy since he played at LSU. Uh, but he's obviously the more talented player, you would assume. And in a Bill Callahan offense that just wants to run the hell out of the ball, there's obviously value in owning a Darius guys if you assume that you know that talent eventually is going to translate to the NFL. He's a very talented player. I actually like Brian Hill, I think, more than I like Devontae Freeman. Uh, He was the number one waiver claim in every league this week. And I think that he's going to be a guy that you can put in your lineups moving forward because Atlanta hasn't had a running game all season. Devontae Freeman's been absolutely awful. Ito Smith's on IR. There's nobody that's going to take work away from Brian Hill, and I actually like his potential moving forward, and I think he's going to be a guy that there's going to be a lot of value to be had with him as a potential starting running back. Uh, Kenyon Drake sounds like he is going to be the starter over David Johnson because David Johnson's been absolutely awful this season. And, and I'm not ready to just close the door on David Johnson. And, and like, especially in dynasty leagues, I still think that he's a young running back. He's a talented player. Uh, he's never had significant injuries outside of that wrist injury, but that's not something that's supposed to you know keep you from coming back and being a, a dominant player. Like, He had one season in his fantasy career where he looked like he could be one of the best running backs in the NFL for the next four or five years, and it just hasn't happened. I I would have to imagine David Johnson probably coming to an end in Arizona, uh, especially with Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake's supposed to be a free agent at the end of the season, but they might try to sign him long-term if they want to move on from David Johnson because he's been pretty brutal uh, dealing with like 15 different injuries, though. I still think I'm hanging on to David Johnson in some dynasty leagues unless I can move him for something, which is probably virtually impossible at this point. But I, I, I still believe in David Johnson's talent if they can ever get him right. Uh, it's just been absolutely hard to watch him so far this season. But uh, we got a ton of matchups to get to, so let's spread the field. Spread the field. The Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tennessee Titans all on bye in week 11. 
Where we start today, the Dallas Cowboys at the Detroit Lions. Lions defense has absolutely fallen apart recently. They've gotten torched by uh, slot receivers over the last four games. So Randall Cobb, a uh, a deep dart throw because I, I mean most people are going to be on Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, rightfully slow. I've got them in multiple lineups because uh, it's a very favorable matchup. Darius Slay hasn't been anything close to the lockdown corner that we know and love, but he's also dealing with a lot of injuries and the Lions just aren't a very good football team. So I am Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, obviously in incredible spots, but they've been so bad against slot wide receivers that Randall Cobb cheap option. I am absolutely interested in today. Uh, Jason Witten might even be in consideration to be completely honest, but I, he's a purely touchdown dependent tight end, but that's virtually every tight end in the NFL right now. Lions defense is awful against the run and the pass. So this is a good matchup for all Cowboys. Like, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott's in your lineup. Dak Prescott's in your lineup. Uh, I'm not saying go out and start Tony Pollard, but this could be a game where Tony Pollard hasn't been involved in the offense at all recently. This could be a game where the Cowboys should get up early uh, with no Matthew Stafford on the other side for the Lions. So Tony Pollard could be a guy who could possibly be in play today again Matthew Stafford is out Jeff Driscoll in play Cowboys defense is pretty good in every area so I don't really like any Lions players today to be completely honest Lions running backs are awful don't play JD McKissick he's let you down every week every week we try to find uh some little note that explains why JD McKissick could be involved and should be in our fantasy lineups because he's a value play in the passing game he's been absolutely awful I don't care that Ty Johnson cleared the concussion protocol yesterday. Lions running backs are terrible. Just don't play them. I do think Kenny Galladay is still in play because there's potential there, even in a very tough matchup. Cowboys secondary has been fantastic against opposing wide receivers all season long. Uh, Galladay did have the touchdown last week, but he's the most talented wide receiver that the Lions have. But I still don't want to play him, really. I, I mean, you, you probably don't have a better option than Kenny Galladay, a, a guy who's got that touchdown upside. So I think in most redraft leagues, you probably have to start him, but I'm not doing it with any confidence. And I don't want anything to do with Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola. Cowboys have been top 10 against opposing wide receivers all season. Uh, but TJ Hawkinson might have a chance this week. The Cowboys are bottom five against opposing tight ends. So while I don't love that, tight end is so gross this year you just got you just got to start anybody who has potential to get in the end zone the jacksonville jaguars at the indianapolis colts nick Foles is making his return but the colts secondary is only allowed one touchdown to opposing wide receivers over the last month Colts secondary is very good i still think Foles has value though and uh you know dd westbrook shooting up everybody's everybody's boards right now because nick Foles had this this connection with Didi in the preseason, and he was supposed to be the number one wide receiver headed into the year, not DJ Chark. DJ Chark's a lot more talented than DD Westbrook, and if Nick Foles doesn't find a way to get him the ball, then Nick Foles doesn't need to be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, listen, Gardner Minshew was a pleasant surprise. Gardner Minshew, I don't believe, is a franchise quarterback, but if he found a way to make DJ Chark highly fantasy relevant and Nick Foles is your franchise quarterback who's making a ton of money, then he needs to make DJ Chark relevant. I think he can do that. Alshon Jeffrey had some very nice games with Nick Foles as his quarterback. So I don't I don't know where this narrative that Nick Foles just throws to slot wide receivers, and that's why D.D. Westbrook is the guy. Uh, uh, he loved Alshon Jeffrey in Philly. I think he's going to love DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark's value is just fine. I would still absolutely rather have him 
over D.D. Westbrook. Um, and, and obviously, you're starting Leonard Fournette. Other than that, I don't really want anything to do with uh, any other Jags pass catcher. I know Chris Conley's had some games here and there, but I don't trust any of those guys, especially against a strong Colts secondary. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is back for the Colts, but T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell both out in this game. Jags pass defense has actually still been great without Jalen Ramsey. So I, I don't love Brissett this week, uh, but the Jags have struggled against tight ends, giving up a touchdown per over the last month. So I think Doyle and Ebron could be in play today. Uh, I mean, they've, they've got potential without those pass catchers. And, you know, I, I mentioned it, Jacoby Brissett, still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at throwing touchdown passes once you get into the red zone. It, it, it's a schematical thing for the Colts. So I think that Ebron, I think that Doyle both have potential to find a touchdown today. Uh, Zach Pascal seems like he would be the top target, but against the Jags pass defense, which has still been great. I don't trust Zach Pascal, especially coming off of the dud last week when everybody was on the Pascal train. Uh, Marlon Mack has at least 18 carries in five straight. Jags run defense has struggled, uh, but he's never had a big game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is a divisional opponent. You still have to play Marlon Mack. I still love his potential, and he's been a little quiet lately, but still been nice and consistent for you. He's going to have a breakout game sooner or later, and I hope it's today. Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Buffalo's had a very good schedule recently, and they've still been struggling. Uh, but we expected that from Buffalo, right? Like, their offense isn't particularly explosive. It's not like they have a lot of playmakers, and Josh Allen isn't very good at throwing the football. But against the Dolphins, who are on a two-game win streak, Buffalo needs this game a lot more than the Dolphins do. Buffalo has to win this game. So I, I think that Buffalo wins. I think they win big today. Devin Singletary is doubling up Frank Gore in touches over the last two weeks. I think him and Gore have potential in this matchup, though. Dolphins are so bad against opposing running backs that I do think this winds up being a blowout. I think they both could wind up having good games. And I think Frank Gore's going to have an opportunity here to get a little bit more touches than he has over the last few weeks and get an opportunity to potentially fall into the end zone. Um, as far as their wide receivers go, John Brown's best game over the season was against the Dolphins earlier this year, so I think that he's got potential today. He's not hes not somebody, again, that passing game is gross. I don't really love it, but if you got to start anybody, I guess it would be John Brown, and, and Cole Beasley might even be. Uh, a, a desperation heave because the Dolphins are terrible against opposing slot wide receivers. Uh, Josh Allen has not been running the football this season like he did last year, which made him such a such an incredible fantasy quarterback. Um, I think he's still a viable starter this week. If you have, say, a Carson Wentz going up against the Patriots, I would much rather play Josh Allen than play Carson Wentz this week. On the other side, Kalen Balaj, absolutely awful at football. Um, uh, but you can't exploit the Bills' defense. It, it, like, if you're going to exploit them in any way, it's on the ground. Uh, I'm not starting Kalen Balaj because, again, he's just not a very good football player. But if you're absolutely desperate and he's floating around out there, I guess he can take a shot on him. He did score a touchdown against them in their first matchup earlier this season. Uh, but other than that, you're not starting another Dolphin. Devontae Parker's been a pleasant surprise this season, but he's going to be shadowed by Tredavious White, so you don't want any part of that passing game. Uh, the Denver Broncos at the Minnesota Vikings. Brandon Allen starting quarterback here, which really sucks. I still love Cortland Sutton, but 
Brandon Allen's just not a very good quarterback. Cortland Sutton's still an incredibly talented player. He had an awesome touchdown catch two weeks ago before their bye week uh, with Allen as the QB. And the Vikings' pass defense just isn't very good this season. They've been getting torched by opposing wide receivers. I still think that Cortland Sutton's so talented that he needs to be in your lineup. Um, but as far as other pass catchers go, Noah Fant, seen a big uptip, uptick in targets over the last few games. Vikings giving up the third most tight end receptions in the NFL, so I think Noah Fant is a dart throw today. I don't like Philip Lindsay or, Roy, or, or Royce Freeman. The Vikings haven't given up a rushing touchdown since week two this year. Broncos defense is actually very good, so while I expect the Vikings to win this game because they're a better overall football team, I don't think this is a smash game for Kirk Cousins. No Adam Thielen again. Broncos can give him problems in a lot of ways. Over the last month, the Broncos are barely giving up 200 passing yards. They keep wide receivers out of the end zone. Uh, Diggs likely to be shadowed by Chris Harris without Thielen. I don't like Diggs at all this week. He's got four catches in the last two games without Adam Thielen in the lineup. Uh, Broncos run defense has been absolutely stellar over the last six games. So it is a tough matchup for Dalvin Cook, but you still start Dalvin Cook no matter what. I mean, he's he's Dalvin Cook. He's the second highest scoring running back in fantasy football. Kyle Rudolph, much as I hate to say it because, you know, I hate Kyle Rudolph, has actually been pretty good lately. Um, the Broncos have been great against opposing tight ends, but, I, I mean, he's been scoring so many points lately. I think t- Kyle Rudolph kind of has to be somebody that you take a serious look at, unfortunately. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Uh, it's supposed to be kind of a cloudy, ominous day in the NFL in a lot of cities today, but uh, not really any weather that we need to be super concerned about. Uh, no, no chance for heavy rain anywhere. Uh, no heavily impactful winds. So I think we're ready for maybe a cloudy day around the NFL, but still a very big day of NFL action. We need a quick timeout when we get back. My goal line go to the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Send me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those before I get out of here at 10 today. Following me, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, because they play on Monday Night Football in Mexico City against the Los Angeles Chargers. My guy Jay Binkley coming up at 10 a.m. today. He will take you to 1130, uh, where we've got a, a nice little NFL matchup for you here on 610 Sports Radio. The Dallas Cowboys headed to Detroit to take on the Lions today. Again, that starts at 1130, immediately following my guy Jay Binkley. Uh, something else that we're doing that's pretty cool here at 610 Sports Radio. This Thursday... November 21st, go hang out at the Brookside Price Chopper. You can hang out with Fesco in the morning from 12 to 2. It is uh, Dell Lamb's Operation Thanksgiving. Dell Lamb needs your help with donations of the of frozen turkeys and all the fixins. Stop by select area Price Shoppers all day November 21st. So it doesn't just have to be the Brookside Price Shopper, but that's where it will be. Uh, to purchase a frozen turkey in any of the fixins and donate it to Operation Thanksgiving. Uh, you can also drop off your donations at Dell Lamb now through November 21st. Uh, they, they, it's a wonderful thing that Dell Lamb does every year. They provide Thanksgiving to thousands of families around the Kansas City area. So please do stop by this Thursday, Brookside Price Shopper or any Kansas City area local price shopper to help out our good friends at Dell Lamb. Go line, go. 
I'm going to go back to the well here, but the value is available, and, and I kind of like it. And uh, in one of our, one of my dynasty leagues that uh, my guy Rocco's in with me, I don't really have a choice because I've got a deep lineup. And my team's not very good. I have to start Frank Gore today, but he's got a nice matchup against the Miami Dolphins, who are one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. Uh, Devin Singletary rightfully has doubled up Gore in touches. I mean, Devin Singletary is a very talented young running back. He should double up Frank Gore in touches, but I think this game should be a blowout on the Buffalo side. They need this win a lot more than Miami does, even though Miami's on that two-game win streak. I think uh, Fitzmagic, this is going to be one of those Fitzmagic games where he throws like four or five interceptions, in my opinion. But I could see Frank Gore getting a decent amount of touches with an opportunity for a touchdown. I like him a lot today on the goal line. Loud wrong. Oh, Chris Herndon. I he didn't I guess he he didn't really give me that much of an opportunity to be wrong about him this season, but what a waste of a season and what a waste of everybody's time. Jets finally placed him on IR ending his season. He was active for I think one game this season. He had one catch before he injured his ribs, came back from a four-game suspension, and then he immediately got hurt. Like was he not working out at all during his suspension? He immediately hurt his hamstring and then was missed several more games. Then finally returned, got hurt again. Now he's on IR. Just absolutely awful sophomore campaign for Chris Herndon. A guy with a lot of talent and a guy with a lot of potential moving forward. He's still a guy that I like in dynasty leagues. But man, what a brutal year. All birds. There's a lot of value in your DFS lineups today. And... I think a lot of people might be scared off of Drew Brees because the the anomaly game against the Atlanta Falcons last week, I can't explain it. Nobody can explain it. The Atlanta Falcons are one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and Drew Brees and Sean Payton didn't score an offensive touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons last week. It makes absolutely zero sense. He has to bounce back this week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their secondary is one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. I understand it's a divisional matchup, and these things tend to not really play out on paper the way they're supposed to. Drew Brees got to be pissed off at himself after that after that game last week. I really like Drew Brees a lot today. I also really like Marlon Mack. I know I mentioned that he's never done a ton against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that run defense is not what it used to be. I think Marlon Mack's got a serious opportunity to have a big game today. He's due for one anyways. I love Brian Hill. You're just not going to find much value at the running back position. He had 20 carries last week. I, I think he's going to have an opportunity to really have a breakout game, and I think he might be the more talented back that Atlanta has anyways. Devontae Freeman's been absolutely awful. And I'm going to go with the young crowd today at wide receivers. Love Hollywood Brown in this matchup against the Texans. Uh, he hasn't been practicing much, but he hasn't been practicing much over the last month. He's been kind of limited as they're working him back in from injury and trying to keep him healthy. I think he's going to have a serious opportunity to take one to the house today. I also love Corton Sutton. I know Brandon Allen's a garbage quarterback, but Corton Sutton's a really, really talented wide receiver. I think he still has an opportunity today. And this one scares me, but the matchup is too good. I love my guy, Terry McLaurin. I know he's been brutal over the last month, especially with Dwayne Haskins as a starting quarterback. You know, his value was with Case Keenum as the starter. Dwayne Haskins is the starter again today. But I think there's opportunity there, and I think that the value is still there. I like Scary Terry to have to, to have, a, have a pretty decent game today. And I'm also taking a chance on Tyler Eifert. Oakland Raiders, one of the three worst teams in the NFL against opposing tight ends. 
Eifert didn't run very many routes last week, but he did still have a touchdown. I think he's going to have an opportunity today because he, I mean, he did that. That touchdown was an impressive touchdown against a very good Baltimore Ravens secondary. If he can do that against them, I have faith that he can do that against the Oakland Raiders. And my flex Amari Cooper, I absolutely love this matchup, which you can hear on right here on 610 Sports Radio. And I like Washington's defense at a discount against the turnover-prone Jets. Washington's defense quietly been okay over the last month or so. So I don't hate the Washington defense very much, to be completely honest. Let's get to a couple more matchups before we catch up with my good friend Ben Heisler. Speaking of the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, again, I, I, I don't know what the bleep happened against the Falcons. Makes zero sense, but this has a chance to be the best fantasy game of the day, in my opinion. Buck secondary has given up multiple scores in seven straight games. Drew Brees is pissed. So Michael Thomas is obviously in your lineup. He's been one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football all season. Uh, Jared Cook had 10 targets last week, and the Bucks are averaging a touchdown per game this season to opposing tight ends. Alvin Kamara has to be in your lineup, even off the bad game last week. He's still going to be involved. Latavius Murray didn't get the work we hoped last week. He's not a pass catcher, so he doesn't have much value outside of being a handcuff to Alvin Kamara if they're not going to utilize him the way they were when Alvin Kamara was injured. Uh, bench the Bucks running backs. I, I shouldn't have to get into that too much. There's a lot of people that are saying, oh, Ronald Jones is going to get more work. Well, yeah, last week when Bruce Arians said Ronald Jones was going to be the starter and he was going to be more involved, he was still splitting time with Peyton Barber. I'm done with it. I'm moving off of that. And the Saints are one of the five best run defenses in the NFL. I'm done with Ronald Jones. I'm done with Peyton Barber. I'm done with that backfield. I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, the Saints are missing star cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, though. He is not going to play in this game. That means big things for the Bucks passing game. Uh, outside to shut down cornerback Lattimore, Saints secondary isn't all that talented. Uh, Lattimore held Mike Evans to zero catches when they played earlier this season. Obviously, Mike Evans' worst game of the season. He's been an absolute monster since that game, though. So, I love Mike Evans' situation today. I think he's going to have a blow-up game because of the way he was shut down in that last game against Marshawn Lattimore, who's not going to play today. And along with Chris Godwin, who's likely going to see P.J. Williams, who's been burned all season long. I think Chris Godwin in a very, very good matchup as well. And I love Jameis Winston a lot this week. I'm starting him in multiple leagues. Um He's been fantastic for fantasy purposes. I don't really care if he throws picks as long as he's throwing touchdowns. And O.J. Howard scored last week. He was on the field for 99% of the offensive snaps. Tight ends gross. O.J. Howard available in a lot of leagues because a lot of people drafted him. So I think there's an opportunity for O.J. Howard to produce for you today. The New York Jets at the Washington R's. Uh, I'm completely off the Sam Darnold train. Uh, I, it took a couple of weeks. I wanted to wait and see. It's It's over. It's official. This is a lost season for the Jets. Sam Darnold's been absolutely awful. I'm not plugging him into any fantasy lineups moving forward. I'm not taking a chance on that. He's been terrible. Uh, Washington's defense has actually been a little bit better lately. On top of the fact that Sam Darnold can't, Sam Darnold can just be dropped in all leagues. Don't roster Sam Darnold at all. Uh, same thing goes for Robbie Anderson, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, outside of deep dynasty formats. Robbie Anderson doesn't belong on a fantasy roster. He's been absolutely awful. He's done absolutely nothing in positive matchups 
for several weeks now. Uh, Jameson Crowder has been the top target, though, so I guess he deserves a look. I mean, he's the only guy that's getting any type of consistency from Sam Darnold. He's the only guy that's been, that's been uh, someone you actually want to put in your lineup each and every week. I Even Le'Veon Bell and what should be a plus matchup for him. Le'Veon Bell super banged up. He's expected to play today, but I still don't love him. I, I mean, you're, you're just hoping that Le'Veon Bell finds a way to get into the end zone. Just run defense. Has been pretty good so far this season, though. So, so on the other side for Washington, I don't love Adrian Peterson, although he's been a pretty fa- good fantasy running back this season, especially since Bill Callahan has taken over that offense. Uh, Darius Geis is back, though. I'm not sure how much work he's going to get. They say they want to they want to mix them both in. They want to utilize both of them, but this isn't a particularly good matchup for a guy coming off an injury and a guy who has literally never been healthy in so far in his NFL career. I think AP gets a little bit more run today, so if I have to start one of them, I'd rather do that than play Darius Geis. Uh, but obviously Geis, you know, we suspect is the much more talented player moving forward at this point in Adrian Peterson's career. Uh, Jets secondary is terrible, so again, I do like Scary Terry a little bit today. Uh, even with Dwayne Haskins getting the start, I think Terry's going to have an opportunity here to produce. I hope... He's a really, really talented player, so I want him to succeed. Other than that, I don't want anything to do with any other Washington offensive player in this game. Uh, need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, at this time, each and every week, we are joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Heisler, what's going on? What's happening, Serta? Happy Week 11 to you, my friend. You don't really see it this late in the season, I guess. There's a lot of weird running back shakeups. In week 11 of fantasy football, Miles Sanders might get a a lot of work today with no Jordan Howard expected. Uh, I guess they signed Jay Ajayi, and he might be involved somewhat. Uh, but hopefully we get we, we see that, that true Miles Sanders breakout game, even though it's against uh, a Patriots team. Although over the last three games, you've been able to uh, kind of run on the Patriots a little bit. That's what the Eagles are going to have to do in this game, um, you know, Kenyon Drake expected to be the starter because David Johnson looks like he's not like he doesn't have anything left in the tank. Darius Geis makes his return. I'm interested your thoughts on some of these uh, some of these other running backs that might take on larger roles today. Yeah, I I think Miles Sanders is probably the most interesting to me of all those guys in the sense that we were waiting for him to eventually be the guy anyway. You know, everybody that was taking Miles Sanders upwards in the you know the sixth, seventh, or eighth rounds in fantasy drafts. We're all doing it under the expectation that, okay, you know, let's let Jordan Howard play around with the starting role for a little bit. And then eventually the Eagles are going to come to their senses, realize that the guy that they took in the second round is the player that they want to be able to have the bell cow opportunity the rest of the year. And then everything would sort of work itself out. That has not been the case, although he had you know, 10 rushing attempts last week against the Bears. Uh, but mostly what you've seen out of Miles Sanders is involvement in the passing game. He's had at least three targets. Uh, all the way since the beginning of October, um, where he's averaging about three, three and a half targets per game. I do expect him to be heavily involved today because I do think you can run on the Patriots, and I think you can use Miles Sanders in a variety of ways to be able to keep New England off guard. 
So I do think he's in line for a solid day today, purely based on involvement in the passing game. And also, you're right, sir, they're going to need him to be successful. As for somebody like Kenyon Drake, I, I think the matchup is certainly a little bit intriguing. And the way that he's played the last few weeks uh, is another indication of maybe the fact that this is somebody that they believe in. Um, you know, I know that they are going on the road against San Francisco, but Arizona, the last time these two teams played, played very well. Uh, and I do think San Francisco might be reeling a little bit uh, from a tough loss last week against Seattle. Um, but I do think what's interesting to me is that David Johnson, as you're right, being relegated to almost nothing. And I do think it's a, a matter of him not being healthy, uh, but also a combination of Cliff Kingsbury trying to figure out what he has on his roster. So they made the trade for Kenyon Drake. They want to see what he has. Chase Edmonds at some point is going to return. They want to see what he's able to bring. And maybe you can still move some value back for a guy like David Johnson that still has a lot of equity, not just in the fantasy community, but in the NFL community as well. Yeah, I think that David Johnson's still a talented player. I just have to assume that these injuries are taking their toll on him right now because he does not look like he he, he just has no get-up, I guess. <laughs> like, it's just every time he gets the ball, it just looks like he's moving in slow motion. I have to imagine that that's because of his injuries. I think so, too. I think the frustrating part for me is that up until last week on the road at Tampa Bay, you go back to the middle of October. David Johnson was heavily involved in the passing game. He had nine targets back in September against the Panthers, 11 against Seattle, five against Cincinnati, and eight against the Atlanta Falcons. Had multiple touchdowns in those games. So I thought to myself, okay, if you're worried about David Johnson and his inability to stay healthy and take a pounding as the actual running back for the team, you have a brilliant slot option to go along with other really good wide receivers on this team. Uh, so I thought there would be more involvement for him in the passing game. And for anybody that took him in the middle of that first round, there would still be an opportunity to salvage that draft pick. But now especially, sir, I think you're right. I, it's just tough for me to envision a situation for David Johnson where fantasy owners and the team feel comfortable being able to play him week in and week out. How do you feel about Nick Foles making his return today? People are a little worried that it's going to slow down DJ Chark, who's having a breakout season. I tend to believe that Foles raises the value of Chark rather than a D.D. Westbrook, which is everyone's assuming that D.D. was his guy in the preseason, so D.D. Westbrook's all of a sudden going to take over as the number one wide receiver. I mean, what, what, what tells me that things are going to change drastically with Nick Foles at quarterback instead of Gardner Minshew? Like, Gardner Minshew was fairly efficient up until the last two, three weeks when he completely broke down in that London game uh, against Houston. But, um, you know, starting the year uh, in week one before he got hurt against Kansas City, Nick Foles was looking good. Like, he was taking shots down the field. That's perfect for a guy like DJ Chark. Uh, he does incorporate the slot wide receiver in D.D. Westbrook. Like, I, you're right. I, I think Nick Foles is going to bring up the level of the guys around him. And I also think it's going to add a little bit more protection for Leonard Fournette. You know, Fournette's been such a fascinating story this year, sir, to, who's had the second most usage in the running back position, yet still only has one touchdown on the year. Like, that's going to change. He's too good of a running back, and as long as he stays healthy, some of those red zone carries and volume are going to turn into touchdowns. So I think Jacksonville actually is on the positive side looking forward, as opposed to on the other side trying to figure out, well, what's going to happen with D.J. Chark? Or is D.D. Westbrook now just totally going to be the guy? Uh, I, I think Jacksonville has a chance to play well down the stretch of the year because I think Nick Foles is a capable quarterback in that offense. It's unbelievable that Leonard Fournette only has one touchdown. With the amount of work that he gets in that offense, it's one of the more confusing things I've seen in fantasy football in a long time. 
is nuts, but I do think at some point things are going to turn. What's been weird is that especially like inside the five, he hasn't just he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. You know, that's where a lot of those touchdowns really come in. He's had plenty of red zone work. He's had a few moments near the goal line. He's had a couple touchdowns taken away due to penalty this year. Um, and, and, you know, that game against Houston, too, he was only limited to um, 11 rushing attempts for 40 yards, but still had multiple passing opportunities as well. He's just on the field so much, like upwards of 85 to 90%. And so, again, the only guy that's getting more snaps than him at the running back spot is Christian McCaffrey. So things are going to change for Leonard Fournette. So just fantasy owners need to be patient because it's going to turn around soon. Is the Ravens-Texans game going to be the Chiefs and Rams part two? No, I don't think so. Because I think both defenses are, are better than what we saw from the Chiefs and the Rams last year. It's going to be really fun. Um, and, and I do think if I had to choose between anybody, uh, Lamar Jackson is, is clearly the, the cash game option between those two, the safer play, but... I think Deshaun Watson could have a massive day as far as yardage goes, as far as rushing attempts goes, um, you know, picking on some of Baltimore's corners uh, in the middle of the field uh, when they've had to move some guys around. Uh, you know, Kenny Stills, I think, is an intriguing play. We'll see whether or not Will Fuller is able to go. I haven't seen any, any of the latest updates uh, as to whether or not he's good to go. I know he practiced this week. But uh, I, I think Houston's going to try and stretch the field a little bit. And conversely, you know, Lamar – I think Lamar's going to want to try and throw today because Houston's cornerback situation hasn't been ideal. They looked terrific a couple weeks ago. Um, but, you know, things could break down and he could end up running for his life. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But I, I do think both defenses are just better than what we saw out of Chiefs and Rams last year. So uh, the total actually in this game isn't crazy. It's right around, I believe, 52 53, maybe something. Yeah, 52, and it's moved up from 50. So I'll go ahead and say Houston surprises Baltimore today. I'll say they win 31 to 27. I do absolutely love Hollywood Brown today. I've got him in multiple lineups. but uh, You should. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, he's a great play today. Or uh, some of your other sleepers this week. Um, as far as other potential guys that I'm really intrigued by, um, maybe it's not necessarily a sleeper at this point, but uh, I do feel like Kyle Allen is a terrific play. Uh, both him and DJ Moore, I, I feel, are fantastic plays against Atlanta. I don't know how you feel, Serta, but did you have any sort of impression that this is something for the Falcons that's here to stay, this defensive performance that shut down New Orleans? Because uh, I certainly don't think so. I think, if anything, it's a great opportunity to go back to the Carolina side, both Kyle Allen Christian McCaffrey and your pick of either DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel uh, is in play today. And I really love Devin Singletary today as well. Uh, people are, are, I think, are afraid to play him because the rushing attempts aren't on a consistent basis. But he also has 17 targets in the passing game the last three weeks. Uh, I know that Miami is red hot. They've won two games in a row, but they still uh, have had a lot of issues against the run. So, yeah, Kyle Allen, DJ Moore, Devin Singletary, my three favorite sleepers of the day. Yeah, I think there's zero chance that that's who the Atlanta Falcons are. I don't know what the hell that game was last week against the Saints. It's just like you get those games every now and then that make zero sense, and that's just one of those games. It is the anomaly. Right. It is the outlier. I don't think there was anything to, to to really dive into about that game. I think it was just an ugly game from the Saints. Right, and the other thing that I'll say too, and I think a lot of people are going to be afraid to play them, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is going up against New Orleans uh, at home. And people are maybe have some hesitation to play Drew Brees away from home. Don't. I, I think they're going to turn themselves around. And conversely, Marshawn Lattimore is not expected to play this week. 
Uh, and Mike Evans' numbers on an average depth of target without Marshawn Lattimore goes up almost two yards per attempt. So I think he's in line for a big game. I think Winston should be able to feel more comfortable. Uh, after Lattimore, you can pick on New Orleans' defense in the secondary. He's just going to have to get the ball out quick. And remember, even if Winston turns the ball over a couple times, it doesn't kill you if you're playing daily. So I think Bucks and Saints, that's probably the matchup that I want to target a ton today, even though everyone's likely going to be on Houston and Baltimore. I'm with you. I got a lot of shares in that uh, Saints-Bucks matchup. But uh, follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. Thank you very much, Ben. We will catch up with you next week. Over the top. I love Cortland Sutton as a player. I also hate that Brandon Allen is his starting quarterback. Uh, But that didn't hurt him before the bye. He's gone for at least 60 receiving yards in all but two games this season. Uh, He's a legitimate budding star, in my opinion. He just needs anyone halfway competent to lob the football to him, and he can go make a play. Vikings secondary has been brutal this season. The Vikings are tied, having given up the most wide receiver touchdowns on the season. I love Cortland Sutton today. I know Brandon Allen. I have pretty much zero faith in Brandon Allen as a quarterback, but Cortland Sutton has proven that he just needs an opportunity and he can be a legitimate playmaker as long as you get the football within like 10 yards of him. He's got an opportunity to go do something. He hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, our top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. The Kansas City Chiefs in what I suppose you could you could kind of call this a must-win game. If they if they wind up losing to the Los Angeles Chargers in Mexico City on Monday night football, uh all of a sudden I I, I mean I assume now, I know that they're the most talented team in this division without question, but it starts getting a, a, a little murky if they drop this game to the Los Angeles Chargers and then the Raiders have a very, very friendly schedule to end the season. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that you're locked into 610 Sports Radio tomorrow uh, all, all day long as we, we'll have Chiefs Chargers coverage all throughout the day. And then, of course, our good friends, Arrowhead Pride Tailgate, Pete Sweeney, Kent Swanson. Uh, that will take the air at six and take you right up to kickoff of the Chiefs and Chargers in Mexico City on Monday Night Football. Top off player of the week. Mike Evans had zero catches the last time the Bucks played the Saints. That was with him being overshadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. This is a divisional game, which makes it tough for Mike Evans, but he's been an absolute monster. He's averaging over 100 yards per game on the year. And since that game, he's been brutalizing opposing defenses. Saints secondary takes a significant step back with no Marshawn Lattimore in this game. I absolutely love Mike Evans today. I think he is in a very, very good spot. And that Bucks pass up, passing offense... According to Pro Football Focus, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the only two wide receivers on a single team this season that are both top five in PFF scoring. They have both been absolutely fantastic. I love them both. I like Evans a little bit more today. Soft hands catch. There's a block by Jerry at the left tackle to the end zone. That is caught for a touchdown. Eifert, and he works on Brandon Carr. As the rookie Ryan Finley has just thrown his first NFL touchdown pass. Tyler Eifert's in a good spot today. So that particular catch, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show. 
That was against a very good Ravens secondary, a, a resurgent Ravens secondary that has actually been fantastic against opposing tight ends all season long. That was only a second touchdown they'd given up to the tight end position. Now, Tyler Eifert did not run a ton of routes. He's been utilized more as a blocker this season, and the Bengals are just a bad football team. I will give you that, and that was in that was garbage time uh, with, with a bad rookie quarterback who probably has no business starting. But Tyler Eifert, I think, is going to get more involved in the offense. I'm not saying Tyler Eifert is a, a weekly starter or anything like that, but if you're a George Kittle owner like myself, I've got George Kittle in multiple leagues. He's not going to play today. Tyler Eifert, I think, is a, a serviceable fill-in, a, a guy that is available in most leagues. You can probably just go pick him up and plug him in. I, I mean, for anything, as I've mentioned multiple times on the podcast and on this show, you're just hoping, you're just praying that a tight end basically gets you like 40, 50 yards and has a, has a, has a reasonable chance at scoring a touchdown. Because right now, tight end's so gross, if you get 10 points out of a starting tight end, you're pretty damn happy with it. So I think Tyler Eifert's got an opportunity today going against an Oakland Raiders secondary that is absolutely terrible. I think he's got an opportunity to find the end zone again. Uh, we've got, a, got got some more matchups we need to get to before we get out of here. Jay Binkley coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey's obviously in your lineup. Kyle Allen and another QB I kind of like today against the Falcons. Uh, as I've mentioned, I think that game last week against the Saints was was fraudulent. Uh, I, I don't buy into this Falcons defense at all. DJ Moore, as I've said, is the receiver that I think you want to own for the Carolina Panthers. He's been very good lately, back-to-back 100-yard games. Uh, but I also like Curtis Samuel today. I think he's going to have a chance to burn them deep because, uh, they, they, frankly, they, they, that's not what they do. The Atlanta Falcons aren't good at guarding wide receivers. Uh, I I don't love Greg Olson, but, again, tight end so ugly that you're just starting anybody who's got an opportunity. And he did have a good game last week, but that was his first good game in, like, seven weeks. So I, I don't trust Greg Olson whatsoever. Um, last week was only the second time this year, I believe, that Matt Ryan didn't throw for at least 300 yards in a game. Panthers' bat, pass defense has been kind of stingy, and, and the Falcons are missing Austin Hooper. I still like Julio Jones, of course. He's had some massive games against the Panthers, although he has struggled against them recently. I, and I like Calvin Ridley today. Uh, with no Austin Hooper, no Muhammad Sanu anymore, Calvin Ridley uh, has to absorb you know, a, a third uh, of that target share. So it could be all Julio, could be all Calvin Ridley today, I hope. Uh, Brian Hill was a popular pickup last week, and, and for good reason. He had 20 carries, and the Panthers' run defense is awful. It, it, it's just not very good over the last... Five games, they've given up 11 touchdowns to opposing running backs. Uh, they can't stop the run at all, and Falcons obviously aren't scared of giving Hill the rock after giving him 20 carries last week. So I actually like Brian Hill a lot today. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. I This is the game that everybody wants a piece of this week, right? And, and you should, but I feel like it might be a letdown. Uh, the Saints-Bucks game, in my mind, is the far more appetizing matchup. Uh, the rap on this Ravens defense from earlier in the year is, uh, you know, they're they're not the same. They're they're not uh, they're not that dominant Ravens defense of the years past. That that's just not that's just not true now. After adding Marcus Peters, getting Jimmy Smith back, all of a sudden they're the deepest secondary in the NFL in my mind. Um, like they they've just got playmakers all over the place in that secondary, and they've been shutting down 
opposing offenses so far. So I, I think that the, I think that Deshaun Watson's actually going to struggle a little bit today. I, th- I think he's gonna he's gonna have some issues with that Ravens secondary. Uh, you're still playing DeAndre Hopkins though. Uh, Will Fuller is not expected to play. Uh, so Kenny Stills is possibly intriguing, I guess. But with Stills, it's just he hasn't done anything in Fuller's absence. So you you thought coming into that offense with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback that Stills was going to have an opportunity to make it this big impact with Will Fuller gone, and he just hasn't done it. So I don't love Stills, but I mean, if if you're desperate, uh, the, there could be an opportunity for him there. I I mean, I will say this about Marcus Peters. Love him as a player. He can get burned deep trying to bite on that route, so Stills might have an opportunity there. Um, but only Patrick Mahomes is thrown for multiple touchdowns against the Ravens. As I mentioned, this secondary is much better than people are giving it credit for. I'm still playing Darren Fells because there aren't many better options at tight end. He's still tied for the league lead in touchdowns um, at, at the tight end position. And the Ravens' run defense has been elite outside of that outlier game against Nick Chubb, so I don't like Carlos Hyde at all today. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously, in your lineup. Hollywood is expected to play in this game. Uh, they've been really trying to design plays for him over the last few weeks. I, I love that, and I love Hollywood Brown today. The Texan secondary still very suspect. Texans' run defense has been pretty strong, uh, but I don't think you can bench Mark Ingram. Uh, I think he still has to be in your lineup. And Mark Andrews, tough matchup against a Texans defense that has only given up two touchdowns to the position on the season. But again, you're starting anybody with any type of opportunity as far as the tight end position goes. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. Damian Williams is questionable today, but I would assume he's going to play. Uh, if he doesn't, for whatever reason, LaShawn McCoy would would be a go as the Chargers aren't especially good against opposing running backs. Uh, assuming Damian Williams is involved, I, I would rather play him over LaShawn McCoy. He's he's been the guy recently, and I I, I don't I, I don't know why that would change in this particular matchup. Uh, their pass defense is still strong, but Tyree Kill has dominated Casey Hayward over his career. So I don't think that that, that matchup on paper scares you at all. Tyree Kill has been has looked like he has potential to be the most dominant wide receiver in all of football, to be completely honest. Uh, Travis Kelsey has been pretty quiet against the Chargers, and uh, they've been good against tight ends all season, so I don't love the matchup, but he's Travis Kelsey, so you're still playing him. Um, as far as, of course, you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I'm still not really willing to risk Sammy or McCole Hardman. But I guess like, if you're going to play one, like Hardman's only getting like 10 to 12 snaps a game on offense, but he's been incredible with them. He's been so explosive with them. I would rather take the the boom potential of Hardman than hope that Sammy finds the end zone because Sammy's not even very valuable in PPR formats right now. So I guess I would rather take Hardman even with the limited upside because he's got that boom potential. Uh, Chiefs' pass defense has been all right, uh, but Phil Rivers has been absolutely awful this season. Uh, They do give up passing touchdowns, and they have given up multiple touchdowns over the past few games, so there is potential there for that. Chiefs are bottom 10 against opposing tight ends, so Hunter Henry... A, uh, a big-time play this week. I, I just don't trust Keenan Allen at all. He hasn't scored in seven weeks. This is a divisional matchup. Keenan Allen has had a lot of good games against the Chiefs over the last few years. So, uh, I mean, I think he has to be in your lineup, but I, I still don't love him. He he's struggled just as much as Phil has. Uh, I like Mike Williams. He had a big game against the Chiefs last year. Um, but he's got to find the end zone sooner or later, right? He hasn't scored on the season. I, I, I would think that's got to change eventually. Uh, Austin Eckler definitely in play this week with Melvin Gordon turning it around. Um, you know, Eckler's been incredible in the passing game, but it hasn't been as explosive as we had hoped. 
but the Chiefs are bad against opposing pass-catching backs, so there's obviously going to be some opportunity there. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Kyler Murray's rushing floor makes him more valuable than other QBs. He had two scores against them a couple weeks ago. I think you could do worse than Kyler Murray today, even uh, on paper what looks like a very tough matchup against San Francisco 49ers defense. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a monster game against them two weeks ago. You can run on San Francisco a little bit, and he's expected to be the starter today, but David Johnson will be active in this game. He wasn't in the game two weeks ago, so that could ruin Drake's potential possibly. I am interested in Christian Kirk coming off the huge game. They've moved him outside a little bit more. He's not running exclusively out of the slot anymore. They're moving him around a little bit more, and that has helped. The Niners' pass defense, which is still very good, has struggled a little bit outside of Richard Sherman, so I think that uh, Christian Kirk might have an opportunity today. Again, remember that the Niners did get burned for that touchdown by Andy Isabella a couple of weeks ago, so I think Kirk might have some potential there. Uh, Matt Breida isn't playing for the Niners. I think that means if Raheem Mostert is available in your lineup, um, then I, or in your league, I think that means you have to go pick him up because he's still going to get you know potentially like twelve to fifteen touches. That that that's basically what Matt Breida is getting. They're not interested in just making Tevin Coleman a workhorse. They haven't done that with any of their running backs all season. Tevin Coleman, obviously, still the guy that you want. And Jimmy G, man, he he threw four touchdowns against this team two weeks ago, but we've got some problems because George Kittle's out. Emmanuel Sanders is expected to play, so we like that. Sanders has been awesome since he's been in the lineup. Um, but outside their other wide receivers, Debo Samuel was good was good last week. But everybody else looked awful. Everybody kept dropping passes. Jimmy G was inaccurate. He was throwing picks. I, I think you still, I think Samuel and Sanders, I think are both in play for me with no Kittle. Ross Dwelly, I guess is worth the flyer. The Cardinals have allowed 10 tight end touchdowns on the season. Um, so I, I guess those guys all have potential. The uh, Bengals at the Raiders, I already told you. I like Derek Carr in this game. The Bengals are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I, of course, love Josh Jacobs. Um I, I like a lot. I like a lot of the offensive weapons in this game. Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. I actually like Giovanni Bernard. Raiders are terrible against opposing pass catching backs, so I think there's potential in all of those games. Uh, thank you to my guy Rocco. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven I'll answer some more of your lineup questions before action gets underway. My guy Jay Binkley coming up next. Chiefs 60th anniversary interviews. Dick Vermeil here on 610 Sports Radio. No one had a greater passion for the NFL football team than Lamar Holmes. Talking with Will Shields. You have to become that team that's going to be dominant. Herm Edwards here. That was kind of our DNA. Our physical football team. Talking with Marv Levy. I remember Kansas City very fondly. I enjoyed it immensely. Former Chiefs coach Al Saunders. We love Kansas City and still think of it fondly as uh, the most enjoyable time in my 50-year coaching career. Wednesdays at 9.15, 610 Sports Radio. Download the Football and Barbecue Podcast on the 435 Podcast Network, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Kansas City, or Radio.com Sports Station. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.